2016 Cargill Venezuela celebrates its 30th anniversary. Congratulations, you guys. Really bang up job. <laughs> um, and then finally, 2017 Cargill and BioAgro work together to obtain an innovative variety of tropical wheat named Casiquiare and establish the first crop designed to improve and increase the local production in the country. That's what they really need there is increased crop yields. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, That's the big problem they're having. Again, I think we found magic. out on our Venezuela episode. Right. Not enough crop yields. Yeah. Well, because they have to keep up with all the warehouse burnings by the middle class. Right. 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 <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and then for the last thing for this section, the other global operations. Um, so after the government of India, they are the second largest buyer of food grain in <laughs> India. Damn. And that's, that's cool. I like that. Um, mm. And I'm pretty sure they like just rolled in there like fairly recently. It wasn't like they started in like 1950 or something like that. Right. I think they like went in like kind of recently. Anyway. Um, so now we move on to the bad shit that they've done section. Uh, number one, human rights abuses. So um, this there might be some like weird things in this section because I kind of wrote it right before I left. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, so in 2005, the International Labor Rights Fund helped six ex-workers. Six ex-workers, not six sex workers. Yes. Right. They're not sex workers and they're perfectly in good health. Yeah. We can assume. Um, Helped them sue Cargill, Archer, Daniels, Midland, and Nestle, charging them with... Using child slaves on cocoa plantations in Ivory Coast, including physically abusing them. Okay, so they're, maybe they're a little sick, and they might have been sex workers. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Okay. Um, so the suit was actually dismissed at first by some asshole judge. Um, <laughs> right. And, and again, this was in 2005 that they did this. The judge just really liked that Leslie Salt. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Mm. Um, but in October 2018, the suit was reinstated. Mm. So just six short months ago, um, a judge said, no, actually, uh, you should be allowed to be sued for child slavery. That's <laughs> not good. That's like, not a good thing. Um, oh, that reminds me. Mm. A judge ruled today mm -hmm. that uh, the Jeffrey Epstein ruling uh. was against the law. And called for the DOJ to uh, reopen the investigation against him. Uh -huh. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. Good news. Um, anyway, so uh, Cargill uh, played the victim uh, in its response to this. Uh, they said, We will not let these legal proceedings deter us from working actively every day to protect human rights with an unwavering commitment to treating people with dignity and respect in the workplace and the communities where we do business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And reminder again that they are the largest business in Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. The place that supposedly has uh is rife with human rights abuses. Yeah. So yeah. like hmm. I mean I guess hmm. they are fighting hmm. that probably. I'm hmm. sure they're funding the opposition there. Or or maybe they're just like competing with the other human rights abuses hmm. for a larger market share of hmm. human rights abuses doing a right so they're fighting of human rights abuses they're fighting human rights abuses with their own and they're trying to do better at it cargill human rights abuse division <laughs> right, right, right. cargill soul crushing department yeah yeah we're expanding our child slavery department to ivory coast <laughs> right right through mergers and acquisitions we are buying up traditional child slavery outfits and replacing them with our we're, much we're more stream child slavery entrepreneurs in, in countries that, right. with markets that we are not currently operating in exactly. trying these, to expand our business right these small child slavers now have to be impoverished contractees of large child slavers <laughs> payday loans for traditional child slavers um yeah so Nestle also had a response to this. Just nasty. Oh yeah, Nestle nasty is shit. like a bigger Satan than most companies. Oh yeah, they're horrible. They're motherfucking awful. So they said, uh, regrettably, in bringing such lawsuits, the plaintiff's class action lawyers are targeting the very organizations trying to fight forced labor. Right. Once again with, you know, with more effective forced labor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I've, I've had uh, a bunch of jobs and um, in none of them... Uh, did we ever have child slaves? And uh, I have to say, I 
would have I'm I'm sure that I would have known about that mm-hmm. and uh probably would have done more than they did to yeah. you know to stop that, I think. Yeah. So I a, I don't know about Liam that Neeson statement or something. That they made. God, it's just fucking horrible. Targeting the oh, yeah. very organizations trying to fight forced labor. I'm pretty sure this like, This is Nestle Nestle is the company that was like people don't have a right to water. Yes. That's the company that said yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and I'm pretty like, sure Wait, what? Uh, I'll get to Cargo in a second, but I'm pretty sure that Nestle has had problems with child slavery elsewhere. As oh, well. I guarantee so, it. I fucking The idea that it. they are trying to for, fight forced labor is yeah. just absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just the most cynical, yeah. like, overt lying that yeah. you can do. Because like, they know they can just lie. Yeah. They have that power. Yeah. Really sucks. Yeah. It sucks that, like... Uh, and you have morons going around. Like, you know, nothing bothers me more than, like, some shit lib person saying, like, lying is bad. Right. Like, no, lying can be great. If you're doing it in the service of something good. Yeah. Deontological ethics are shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So, speaking of uh, targeting the very organizations trying to fight forced labor, uh, in the mid-2000s uh, and earlier, mm-hmm. Cargill was buying a lot of cotton from Uzbekistan. And their cotton industry uh, is known to use slavery and child labor. Mm-hmm. Um, they even stated openly they were aware of the problem and had no plans to stop. Yeah. Uh, but they, they did quietly stop buying it. So they said they weren't going to, and then they were like, well, I guess we probably should in case someone brings it up again. Yeah. And like Uzbekistan does not have a great record, uh, as a, as a state, as a country. Um, I don't know anything about them except, uh, that's where Borat is from. Kazakhstan. My wife. Kazakhstan. Borat. I know. Yeah. Uzbekistan. No. Kazakhstan. Isn't Kazakhstan in Uzbekistan? (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking with you, dude. I I know. I'm just just like, it's just that like Central Asia is is an area where My wife. My wife. (laughs) People just don't know shit about that area. Classic Uzbekistan. Yeah. But um, back in like, uh, back in that same era, um, the, the, uh, Uzbek president Islam Karimov was known to um, <laughs> like boil people alive for offending him. So like not only <laughs> yeah, I'm not even fucking with you. So like that whole air, it's like oh, you Cargill. couldn't see it, but I just like froze. Yeah, he could not even move. <laughs> he was freezing and and dying inside. Wow. Yeah. So so while Cargill was buying a lot of Uzbek cotton in an industry known for child child labor and slavery and stuff, um, the president of that country, which who, who of course was profiting from all the industry and everything because he's just a fucking dictator, boiling people's skin off. Basically, yeah. That's oh my. So there were there were God. like they were like yeah. They were like journalists who would like turn up dead with weird like discolorations on their outs on the outside of their body, and people who would autopsy them would be like, "So, news for you guys, like you know, human rights investigators and stuff. Like, this is um these are markings and and stuff that are consistent with being boiled alive, and that's what's happening. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of a crazy, <laughs> more <laughs> right. crazily yeah. brutal yep. way of killing people in yeah. recent years than that. Yep. Wow. Yep. And apparently later, I would rather be decapitated. Oh yeah, easily. decapitation is simple and yeah. totally humane. even. Even like the ISIS style, like sawing my head off. Right. I would rather that. Right. Just t- than fucking take me alive. out. It would be quick. It'd yeah. Be quick. You'd bleed out, or you'd go into shock, or you would lose nerves. And people would watch me die, which would be cool. Right. Exactly. You know? Everybody like, loves hey. watching someone get their head sawed. Exactly. Off, you know? It'd be like you know you get to see the lights you go out on right. one side of my face versus <laughs> That's the other. Normal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like oh shit, I lost control of my jaw, and now my eyes are just kind of fluttering and doing weird shit. Um. Whereas when you're being boiled alive, it takes a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially if they get through your jugular, like you're gone and like, oh yeah, you're just like, and you're like, well, this sucks and it's painful, but it's like, it's going to hurt for like 45 more seconds. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and if it goes through your spine, you're just out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like also, um, apparently after, after he got kind of like 
sussed out for <laughs> boiling people alive uh, who pissed him off. Um, you know, journalists, political, political rivals, whatever. Um, then he was like, hmm, hmm, people are figuring this out. <laughs> Duh, dude. Jesus Christ. Like, um, then he started freezing them to death instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's much nicer. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is shitty, and like you probably start bleeding through your skin because that's what happens. But like, see, activism works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. my god, man, yeah. that's so that fucking guy was crazy, a fucking dude. Crazy motherfucker. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all these guys. What was his name? Ramzan Kadyrov. Islam Karimov. Yeah. Why do these guys all have the same shitty sounding name? Because they're from Central Asia. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. uh, my wife, my um, wife, <laughs> my victim. <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah. Uh, so their last uh, human rights abuse. Um, I wish just I, the last one ever. <laughs> yes, the last one ever. No, it's just the last one because it was in 2017. Yep. Um, I wish I had more time to read about this. Uh, I have a link that I'll include. Well, I've already included in the show notes mm-hmm. from socialistaction.org, which is cool. Um, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know who they are. So maybe they're tankies. Who knows? Hey, they could be anything. Um, but anyway, uh, Dayton, Virginia, poultry plant workers. Uh, I said charge them, but that makes it sound like it's a legal thing. Mm, but basically, right. like they accused them in 2017 of poor treatment. Right. And uh, firing workers trying to for trying to unionize. Right. So like basically, uh, the one, the one line that I read and that was actually like explanatory to me was, uh, one worker like, uh, injured herself and they basically like barely gave her any medical treatment Mm. and she was supposed to have been moved to a different part of the processing line Mm. to cope with the injury, Mm. which is normal practice. But, uh, she was wearing a union shirt at work, uh, which kind of. Not not really smart. Right. It's like it wasn't but, smart. Maybe she was trying to show like boldness and solidarity or something. Yeah. But well, the workers did later mm-hmm. try to show solidarity with her by right. wearing union shirts. Okay. As well, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, they fired her. So motherfuckers, man. Um, yeah. So really glad we live in a right to work state. Well, I live yeah. in a right, right to, to work, work and yeah, and obviously free speech. That stuff yeah. is cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. You got to be free to do blackface in your yearbook. Yeah. Very right. important to us, but not Virginians. to wear a, a union shirt at yeah. your place of work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we're gonna judge one person for doing blackface in their yearbook, you gotta judge all of us for doing blackface in their yearbooks. <laughs> right, right. And there's a lot of us. Okay. I mean, you know, when I did blackface um, every day of the school year, <laughs> it was mostly to prepare for the blackface in the yearbook. Yeah, I just had to practice so that I would know which kind of shoe polish to use. Yeah. Well, and look, we weren't rich at our school. Okay, right. we didn't have shoe polish because mm-hmm. we're not. Fancy rich guys right. with shoes that you can polish. Right. We wore sneakers like regular people. Yeah. So you had and sneaker so, polish. So we used Sharpies, okay? Yes. Uh, which is, as it turns out, less permanent uh, than shoe polish, mm-hmm. according to Ralph Northam. So. <laughs> I love that he knows the difference. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I think I well, mentioned if you on, use on Sharpies, the thing, he, he yeah. like straight up said like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I only put a little bit of shoe polish on my face because yeah, I, I, I know that. from experience <clears throat> that like it's yeah. uh, really permanent and hard to get off. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> cool, dude. Cool. That's awesome, dude. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so for the next one, uh, we're going to go, and this is not a human rights abuse, of course, right. uh, what, oh. what they're doing here. Uh, this is totally different. So we're going back uh, to the far off year of 1971. Oh, yeah. The year of bell bottoms and probably some other stuff too. Can't think of anything. Leonard Skinner, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. know when bands existed. Yeah. But it was right um, before the uh, the Metallica, great... I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were big in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes, that's when Metallica was very active. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as children. <laughs> yeah, their classic song "Don't Fear the Reaper." Yeah, that's my favorite one of theirs. Yes, actually. Um, um, I think one. that actually was a 70s band, Blue Oyster Cult, probably. Mm, mm. That's good song. Yeah. Um, but we don't have any Blue Oyster Cult, so uh, we're talking instead about the Iraqi poison grain disaster. Mm. And uh, if that sounds good to you, it actually was not, just so you know. Um, <laughs> so what happened there was uh, Cargill sold 63,000 tons of grain to Iraq. 
late into the planting season, uh, which caused farmers to sell grain uh, because it was too late to plant it, mm-hmm. uh, and they sold it in the, like their local markets. Uh, and much of it, unfortunately, was bought by poor rural Iraqis uh, who would grind up the grain into flour and make bread out of it. Um, so, like, the grains were, like, dyed red, and the bag that they were in said, like, warning poison uh. and had, like, a skull and crossbones on it. But, right. like, that symbol means nothing to Iraqi people. At least not in the 70s. Not in 1971. And uh, they can't really read English, so they basically, like, you know, the labeling on the bag didn't mm-hmm. do shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the red dye on the seeds, I don't know if I said that already, they dyed the seeds red to, like, right. show you, oh, the, these red. are not normal grains. This is not for you yeah, that, to eat. That stuff just washed off. So right. So they, they go, thought, sure, why not? If they even recognized the fact that there was poison on the seeds... Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought that they washed it off because they could wash the dye off. Right. Um, so well, I kind of spoiled the way I structured this, but anyway. Basically. Uh, so the problem with the grain was that it was intended for agriculture, and so it was coated with mercury to ward mercury. off fungus. Yeah, so I found cool. out... Um, I found out in looking into this because that just sent me down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. I was right? Like, Why the fuck is there mercury on these yeah. seeds? That's that's nuts. That's nuts. So apparently that was common practice from like the turn of the 20th century to like mm. 1970. Oh wow! Uh, they would use mercury as a fungicide. Hmm. Um. And yeah, so they would just coat seeds in it and then plant them in the ground where presumably the mercury just went away and nothing right. bad happened. Never. Yeah. You know the the law of destruction of matter. Yeah, exactly. Right. It just goes away. Yeah. Everyone knows and never basic comes science. Back and never goes anywhere else. Right. Exactly. Um, no, it actually turns out mercury is bad for you. Mm, I've heard um, that. Which Doesn't we, stop we, me from gl- drinking a glass a day. Yeah. We didn't know <laughs> that prior to 1950 or, you know, the 1900s. Right. Totally. The whole, like, uh, Mad Hatter thing. I was just going to say the Mad Hatter thing. Yeah. There's no way we could have known. Nobody ever figured out why that was happening. So I'm sure that it was just an innocent mistake. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, and for those of you listeners who somehow don't know what the Mad Hatter, like, syndrome is, mm. it's because um, hat makers back in, like, the 19th century would use mercury to um, manipulate the felt and uh, whatever other fabric that the... Um, hats were made of at the time yep and then because they worked with so much mercury they would go slowly insane and yep. become unstable and stuff and so that's where the term mad hatter came from which is why lewis carroll put it in the alice of wonderland yeah so forth and so on there was there were also mad uh watchmakers yep because they used a technique called fire gilding that used uh like mercury vapor mm-hmm. yeah and i think yeah, that i, I think that, that was even more of a rapid onset than well, uh, when it's vapor, the it's kind of going yeah. into you, yes. whether you like it or not. Yeah. I learned yeah. that from uh, S-Town, the, that podcast. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, yeah, had yeah. that cool guy, mm-hmm. story about that cool guy mm-hmm. who did a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. did fire gilding. The official figure in the death toll here is uh, 459, 459 deaths. Mm-hmm. But in Middle Eastern culture, um, or culture in much of the Middle East anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely in Iraq, uh, people prefer to die at home if they can. So if they like go to the hospital, right? That's when and then they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna die, dude." Uh, Then they go home, so they can like die with their family, I guess. Right, right. Um, So the the doctors there said that the actual death toll is probably about ten times higher than the official figure, so around four thousand people. Jeez. Um, yeah. So I don't think I didn't. I I should have written this down. I always find out tons of things that I should have written down when I'm (laughs) actually doing the show. Uh, but I don't think anything really happened to them because of that. Not surprising. I mean, Iraq is our mortal enemy, right? Yeah. 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 They're, that's yeah, where evil are, comes from. That's where evil comes from. Yeah. It's, it forms a part of the axis <laughs> of evil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. two other places where evil comes from, of course, are Iran and what, Afghanistan? No, North, North Korea. Korea. North yeah. Korea. Yeah. 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 Yep. Man, they really said the quiet part loud all through the 2000s, huh? <sighs> Man. God damn, yeah. dude. And they're doing it again now. Yes. Yeah, that's the depressing part. I think that was like a that was probably one of the first things that made me start start becoming like a like a radical uh-huh. like or having radical politics like the axis of evil shit. Because I remember when the Iraq War was like ramping up, I was like watching the news all the time. That was like what I was probably like two 
2003. I was probably 14, I guess. And I was just like, what the fuck is ha- what is yeah. happening? Yeah. This shit is crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't listening to the radio because like the radio was nuts then. They had the terror alert level like oh, yeah. constantly. Fucking... All day, every day. Oh, just everything all the time. And then you realize that like it didn't fucking matter most of the time. Yeah. It still blows my mind that they banned Rage Against the Machine from playing on the radio. Yeah. But also, is it that surprising coming from the GOP? Well, you know, free speech. They, they fucking hate everything. They're yeah. the, they are the party of free speech, as we know. Right. Right. Uh, so um, I just kind of shoehorn this in randomly. <laughs> the next line. Uh, the one recent thing that happened to them was, uh, they hired a guy who, uh, stole secrets from them and, uh, Dow agricultural and sold them to China. (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. Uh, that was in 2011. Uh, so some other bad shit is, uh, for all our eco heads out there. Um, in 2003, they were accused by Greenpeace of accelerating deforestation, of Brazilian rainforest by building and operating a soy processing facility there. Hmm. Uh, public opinion was tepid at first because uh, they promised lots of jobs hmm. at the that processing facility. doesn't sound facility. familiar at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then when that didn't happen, public pressure mounted against it, uh, resulting in it closing in 2010. Mm-hmm. But so that's in the good. seven years, they destroyed a lot of shit, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, fortunately they haven't done anything bad since then. Right. So yeah, everything's good now. Yeah. Um, so Cargill is currently a major vendor of palm oil, uh, which is mostly produced in Indonesia Yep. and is responsible for major deforestation and mass killing of orangutans and yep. other animals. Yep. And, uh, just to cement their position as the, uh, world's greatest killer of primates, mm. uh, in, 2017, an environmental NGO reported that Cargill was selling cocoa grown illegally in protected forests, including national parks in Ivory Coast. Jesus. Like its palm oil production, the deforested areas are habitat for chimpanzees, uh, as well as elephants and other animals. Uh, Many of the protected forests are now fully converted into cocoa production. So they just demolished the whole forest and had it. uh, These motherfuckers, like, they don't fucking stop. They just eat everything yeah it's disgusting yeah so my one of my mottos that i have is uh coffee is slave beans and cocoa is also slave beans yeah (laughs) right basically yeah yeah we need to unionize coffee and cocoa drink tea made in factories in china because it's that's like the wokest beverage (laughs) drink drink mercury (laughs) you don't want to you don't want to drink wine drink hot mercury because that's grown by white people right uh, you don't want to drink beer because also brewed by white people. Mm-hmm, mm. Um, yeah, drink poor tea because it's made in Chinese factories by sell to the earth working people. Yes, and grown by farmers, of course, or picked from wild trees, which is even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trees are like thirteen hundred years old, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um. So the last stuff about Cargill that I have here, uh, just some recent stuff. Uh, they made a major upgrade to their Cedar Rapids soybean facility. So I guess they moved out of Brazil and into Iowa. Uh, so we've heard a lot about Amazon's HQ2 tax breaks. Uh, so Cargill is actually trying to get some major tax breaks uh, for this facility. Um, so they applied for a business financial assistance application. Uh, for the Iowa Economic Development Authority for tax credits under the state's high-quality jobs program. Which, okay, sure. I guess maybe they'll have jobs this time. Didn't work out last time, but, you know, this time it will. Right, this time. This time. Uh, Cargill is asking the city for a local match if it receives the state grant of 429000 estimated to be worth 367000 in tax breaks over 10 years. So it sounds small, but uh, it's applied to the increase in property valuation. So the the total capital outlay that they're making is thirty six million, uh, but the property valuation increase is only two point one million. Mm-hmm. So uh, this tax break would actually be about fifteen percent of their um, property valuation increase. Yep. Plus they keep the property. That, yeah. 
increased in value and then they can sell yep. it later. Yep, so. exactly. Yeah, it's it's because they, they understand that they can just game the um, the legal side of money where they're like, right. oh, if you just write it on the books that we're like all good, then then we're good. Yeah. And that's it. We're, st- yep. we're solid and you're stuck with us until we decide to leave. Yeah. So Cargill, basically a uh, medieval, a giant medieval manor. Basically. The world's largest medieval manor. Yep. Um, fucking disgusting. Passed down through an aristocratic lineage through divine right with, uh, you know, competing families just like, you know, the yep. Habsburgs and the, I don't know, some other royal family. Yeah. Or the like, or like you, know, the, you know, the, the French and English really for a long time. Did English kings have last names? Well, yeah, yes, they did. So the first English kings, well, okay. okay. Wasn't the thing like Charles the was like Normans. a title or some shit like that? Hmm? Wasn't like the first name of the king like a title that they took on? Like like they were born with a different name and then when they became king, they're like, oh, I'm Charles now. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think, know. well, that was more of like a Chinese or Japanese thing. I th- oh, okay. Um, I can't remember if the English did that. I don't think so. Um, but they had, so, I mean, if you go, okay, so... Like a unified England was actually under Norman rule first, as I recall. Um, before that, it was like Mercia Who was Norman? and East Essex and stuff like that. Huh? Who's Norman? Who's Norman? Yeah. All of the kings since then. But like, who is he? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, so the first Norman kings for like a few generations were the Plantagenets. Um, so that was William the Conqueror and his and his like immediate descendants and so forth, uh-huh. um, and they were just a bunch of fucking like you know Frenchified Vikings and like that's a whole other story that like really actually contributes to our uh-huh. understanding. We are going to pillage you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we are the tallest French that have ever existed, and we will become English, but not really. <laughs> we are going to Valhalla. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is an island in the north. <laughs> yeah. So. Look at our pantheon of gods, Odin <laughs> exactly. and uh, Thor. Exactly, exactly. Thor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and so they were, you know, a, a whole thing. But I'm gonna be laughing about that all night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it is a uh, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> because we are going to Loki brutalize your society. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it was the Plantagenets, and then it was um, fuck. Who was uh, what was the fucking name after that? It was the Plantagenets, and I guess I think it went straight to Tudor after that. Um, so they oh yeah, the, the Tudors, the Tudors, yeah, right? yeah, okay. And then after the Tudors, it was uh, they liked to toot a lot. <laughs> right. big, big fart knockers, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> big old flappers, yeah. Um, and then and then it went to I think after the tours yeah Tudors then Stuarts of course because oh, it was yeah. the Scottish sort of married in house and then the Stuarts f- also farted out um, under the um, the Civil War and and all that and then uh, they tried to bring back uh, that shit and it kind of went nowhere and so then uh, and then it was the Cargills and the McMillans <laughs> yeah well yeah basically <laughs> and, then, and that's that's the long and short of it yeah yeah. So speaking of uh, English monarchy, it's a perfect segue into the next section. Oh yeah, about yeah. Code Geass. On. So I'll, I'll do like a brief plot summary and just say a couple of things about it. So the reason I was watching it is because it was recently added to Hulu. Mm. So they have both the subbed and the dubbed version. So I just threw the uh. dubbed version on there while I was doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made it through season one, and then um, I tried to watch a few episodes like a select few episodes of season two but i only made it through one and then had to do mm-hmm. some work shit mm-hmm. um Ugh, work yeah <laughs> yeah basically basically this morning i had a meeting about this new thing that i was supposed to work on they estimated it uh like five days and i made it like a third of the way through the work in like an hour so i was Damn. like well i'm just gonna fuck off for a couple hours and yeah do whatever right and then uh so I was watching, I watched like that, I watched one or two episodes. I watched the last episode of the first season and then one of the episodes from the second season. Okay. And I was like, um, well, my boss is leaving at three o'clock for uh, almost a month, so I should probably check my messages. Right. She was like, <laughs> she met, She had messaged me like three minutes before that and was like, there's all these problems, you gotta <laughs> fix it. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Shit. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway um 
So the basic summary of uh, Code Geass, if you have not seen it, is um, like the background of the series is uh, the American Revolution either, I don't know if it never happened or if it just failed. I don't know if they made that clear because, I, like mm. I said, it was only half paying attention. Right. Um, and so the British basically went to conquer the whole world. Mm-hmm. And like you um, do. Yeah. 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 And uh, they instituted what the, what's called in the series the area system, which is a really that's kind of a lame name. Mm. But okay. uh, basically, they stripped every country of its national or ethnic identity. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. turn them into areas of the world. Okay. And so Japan, which is of course the uh, you know location of the series, right, is Area Eleven. And okay. So like they just called Japanese people Elevens. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay. Um. And so the series is about basically a uh, Japanese revolution, which cool. is kind of cool. Um, let's, let's hear more about that in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the two, the two main characters. There's a bunch of characters, but the two main ones I would say are Suzaku and Lelouch. Mm-hmm. Lelouch is the main character. Suzaku's uh, secondary main character, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically, uh, at least at the beginning, have uh, two competing ideologies. So mm-hmm. Lelouch is mm-hmm. basically a tanky. Okay. Um, and Suzaku is a uh, deontologist worm who wants to change things from the inside. So Ugh. he's basically a liberal. God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Lelouch wants to uh, basically use this power that he got. He got this power called uh, Gaius. Okay. Where uh, It's an extreme power. Yes. It must a, be handled It's the, the power delicately. to command anyone. So he's using the power of his Gaius to that, yeah. uh, force people to uh, bend to his bend will. Bend to his will. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they're all his, his bottoms or his tops, I guess. His I don't know. bottoms. I'm I'm reaching the limit of my knowledge on <laughs> of that stuff. Homosexual logistics. Yes. Um, well, it's all a lot of fun. So. Well, when you call it homosexual, it sounds kind of religious. Homosexual. So. Uh, let's Revolution. Call it, let's call it queer. <laughs> queer logistics. Homosexual. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. So Suzaku joins the like uh, the royal guards, and he's going to change it from the inside. Right. By becoming that, part that of the thing machine. that always works really yeah. well, join the most evil part <laughs> of the most evil organization right. in the world, and the, then uh, solely by yourself, you will change it from the inside. Right, right. Uh, because of your talent and skill. Right. Uh, so that's the basically what he tries to do. Ice infiltrating resistance. Hashtag yeah. resistance. Fire. I'll give you get. I'll give you three guesses if it works. And since there's three, you will definitely get it right because uh, there's only two possibilities. All right, spoilers, it doesn't work. Lelouch's uh, <laughs> uh, way works. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so both of them have some problems with society. Uh, Suzaku's got some some good grievances. He says, uh, you know, disease, mm-hmm. uh, racism, mm-hmm. uh, living in a never-ending cycle of hate. Yep. Uh, Lelouch says uh, starvation, uh, filth, and decay. Kind of fascist there. Uh, and constant war and terrorism. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, war, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrorism, kind of good, actually, usually. Depends on your angle, yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, so, like... Uh, Filth is fine. But starvation's bad. Y- yeah. 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 Um, decay is okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. Everything needs to decay eventually. Right. As long as it's not like, you know, uh, you know, uh, your flesh that you're moldy. Using. Yeah. Right. Moldy <laughs> food. And, and like, yeah, like you're just like your body's rotting and like your Stop house is falling I down. Need that. Right. Right. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this was working just yesterday. Uh, yeah. Um, so the, the aristocracy in, in the country is like really openly racist. So like, uh, mm, fancy Suzaku is actually, <laughs> Suzaku is actually Japanese. Mm. If you couldn't tell by his name. Mm. Um, and he's in the, uh, you know, the knights or whatever, whatever the fuck knights, the knights, the knights, knights, right. Um, the military aristocracy. Of yeah. Of some kind or another. Yeah. And so like, uh, Lelouch is doing some tanky shit mm-hmm. and, uh, Suzaku basically gets like blocked. Like they, they camp. checkmate him in, right. the, in the battle. Right. They're like, yeah, if you move forward anymore, we're going to kill your ass or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, all of all of Suzaku's uh, coworkers, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, mm-hmm. um, they're like, "Yeah, oh, you didn't chase after them because you're an 11. right? So they're like insinuating like dual loyalty there. Mm-hmm. Pretty anti-Semitic, if you ask me. But, yeah, you know. it's a rough one because as we established, uh, the Japanese are the original tribe of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's official neighbor science canon. Um, so I mean, both of them are trying to bring about utopia, but they're you know obviously going about it in uh, mm-hmm. one way which works and one way which doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So Britannia, uh, the Britannia is what they call Britain. I don't know why they had to change the name, but uh, it's called Britannia, uh, and it's basically led by a heavy-handed social Darwinist emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so he literally says all men are not created equal. Nice. Like all men are not created equal. <laughs> like damn, damn, Shh. beaten with facts and logic, dude. Right. Fuck, <laughs> I'm owned. Um, but I, I think that's kind of ironic because uh, the people who he's subtweeting uh, owned people that they considered subhuman, so they were kind of like lying when they said all men are created equal. Right. Um, and he also makes the uh, classic uh, white person slash capitalist argument that. Uh, inequality is good because it forces people to compete, which is good for progress. Right, 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 right. Um, so, uh, the, the, yeah, so it's the, like, you know, the, the dog that survives the dog fight is, is the best dog. And, yeah. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, and that, actually... makes, that makes owning a dog better. Right, right, right. Because now your dog is more powerful. Exactly, yeah. And the dogs which that come from that dog want. will obviously be better, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the series, the global balance of power is uh, governed as it is in reality by control of important resources, mm-hmm. uh, including high-temperature superconductors necessary for mech suits. Oh, fun. Uh, the, most of the supply of that is in Japan. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of power that they're not wielding. Right. And as far as I can tell, never wield in the series because mm-hmm. everything is done through combat. But mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I just have a bunch of quotes here from random shit. Oh, yeah. Um, so this I thought this was great. Uh, Lelouch is talking about his plans. And uh, so he says, I hate the Britannians, but I don't condone terrorism. That is the view of most 11s. So he's saying, like, most Japanese people believe, like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. our... Uh, our overlords who are doing atrocities to us every day, they're bad, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't do anything effective against them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's what most people in reality believe too. So yeah. pretty accurate, I guess. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, Lush also says that area 11 is in some ways better than Japan, uh, that 11s can get full citizenship. Although, since they're called honorary Britannians and are looked down upon by natural Britannians, uh, it seems to me like not really. Uh, but I think he was just trying to be nuanced, mm-hmm. which is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, this is a funny quote from Suzaku, uh, who reminders the liberal guy who's changing things from the inside. Mm-hmm. He says, I prefer the logic of systems to individualist emotions, <laughs> which I think is ironic because you're trying to change an evil empire from the inside and think ends don't justify means. <laughs> um, so. Uh, short-sighted. Let's see what else. Uh, yeah. So Suzaku keeps talking about how uh, Lelouch is playing with people's lives because uh, his, his plans actually involve some stakes. So people end up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, p- so playing with people's lives and doing senseless violence, even though uh, Suzaku is, uh, you know, a royal guard of an evil emperor that kills people all the time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, later on, uh, Lelouch successfully gets public favor on his side after a uh, major atrocity by the Britannians. Uh, he then declares... Uh, Area 11, uh, an independent nation, mm-hmm. uh, which he says is broad enough to accept all people's histories and ideologies, uh, but he calls it the United States of Japan. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's about where I reached in season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of the plot is basically uh, Lelouch uh, establishes a legitimate claim to the throne. Nice. Uh, and then I think he kills 
the emperor charles mm-hmm. and so he ascends to emperor um and uh, as emperor he establish he uh, sorry he abolishes the colonial susan suzerain nation system the area system um and uh oh i i forgot to mention uh this whole time that he's been doing all these actions uh he created a character named zero so he's okay. like he's like a masked guy with like a cool cape okay right uh, like a badass cape and cool. stuff and uh yeah the mask is cool Gotta too have the cape um and uh did i even explain what gay ass was no oh yeah so uh the gay ass thing he gets this power mm-hmm. that allows him to like force anyone to obey his orders sounds interesting yeah. So at first he like has to make eye contact with them, and it only works once. <laughs> uh, but then the power That's develops. The scariest part, really. Yeah. When you're using gay ass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When they turn around, yeah. I don't like that. Um, but later on, the power becomes more powerful, and he's able to kind of do it like remotely mm. and t- multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, he actually like like Suzaku joins his side, and uh, Suzaku's in this like tough fight, mm. and so he's like Suzaku, I command you to live. And Suzaku becomes like way more badass at fighting because of that. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I gotta follow his orders." Oh, in that case, <laughs> gotta be right, better at right. fighting now. Right, that's the real magic. <laughs> um, so later, like when he ascends to emperor, uh, Zero is like still a distinct character in most people's minds. They haven't figured out that Zero and Lelouch are the same person. Uh, so they just think this like asshole guy <laughs> ascended to the throne of emperor and like mm. randomly was like, "Oh, the area system sucks." <laughs> All right. Um. So uh, Suzaku starts dressing up as Zero, uh, which is funny because his official title in uh, Lelouch's regime is the Knight of Zero. Pretty uh, heavy-handed there. Again, kind of ham-fisted. No possible association between the two. Um, Yeah. And uh, I think basically, I mean, spoilers if you're... If you haven't watched this series, is from like 2005. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't watched it by now, I don't feel too bad for spoiling it. But like uh, basically what happens is like uh, he gets Zero to like kill Lelouch, mm. but it's like planned. Hmm. So they're like, yeah, we overthrew the emperor. So fuck <laughs> you or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, I think <laughs> we that's did it. it. <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch the last episode, but that was when all that work should happen. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, the the bad shit about it, there's like lots of totally contrived ass shots. Yeah, I right. hate this part of it. Quote anime. unquote fan service. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. posting them in the group DM. It's fucking tiresome. Anime anarchists. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there's one where like uh, there's this girl in a mech suit. Mm-hmm. And you know, normally when you're in a mech suit, you're in a really tight cockpit. Right. Very small. Yeah. Uh, but they somehow found it in them to uh, put the camera angle behind the pilot. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ! For no reason at all. It's not like they were like showing something out of the front right. window or right, anything right. like that, or like on the screen. It was just like, oh yeah, the the mech pilot is By talking. Way, we need to show her tight, fat ass, right, uh, and pussy and everything. So, yep. yep. Um, and another thing is like, uh, there's this character Nina, who's like a you know classic Meganico character, like uh, glasses girl character. Right, 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 right. And uh, for some reason, she like was jacking off to the one of the princesses. Oh, cool. Uh, they showed that for no reason during mm. this like it's like a montage mm-hmm. scene. There's mm-hmm. just like all this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. She's just like silently flicking her bean and Jesus Christ. coming on screen. That's just like pretty sure she's supposed to be a high schooler as well. So oh wow, that's very cool. Nice, cool. Um, also, the thing that annoyed me more than anything was uh, when <laughs> Lelouch uses his uh, Gios power. Mm-hmm. They show this animation of it, like going into their brain uh-huh. and changing their brain chemistry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single time, so they're just every like, single time, just like buying minutes on the episode. Yeah, it's never yeah. just like okay, you guys get what what Gaius does now, right? So yeah, he'll just say the thing and then they do the thing. It's like every single time, it's like. <laughs> like all right guys okay okay um yeah so well yep so as promised uh we have a guest for this episode morton mooten smoot uh who is our uh our new anime correspondent and uh he's just going to give us a brief review of the show mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna hand the mic to to morton hi uh my name's uh morton uh, I watched uh, Code Geass. Uh, I've watched it uh, like like three or four times now. It's one of my one of my top uh, sixty shows, I would say. Um, 
I, I think I would give this show uh, uh, a 5 out of 10. Um, one thing that really bugs me about this show is uh, they spend too much time uh, being badass and, and doing cool robot fights. And uh, not enough time on detailing battle tactics. <laughs> um, there's, there's only like one episode where they really get into the battle tactics. And that's probably one of the best ones. Uh, Lelouch causes a landslide. Um, and, uh, you know, he uh, he basically drew all the enemy forces uh, into following him up uh, one side of the mountain. And then he got out of the way and the other black knights, uh, they triggered a landslide. So they eliminated about 80% of the forces on the enemy side. Um, so that one was good. Um, but but the rest of it, uh, they hardly talk about battle tactics at all. <laughs> and uh, that's that's really what I watch anime for, um, to get up on my battle skills. Um, so yeah, 5 out of 10, I would say. Um, that that's all I really have to say about it. Thanks, Morton. Uh, that was uh, very informative. Pretty dry. I yeah. I, uh, I also noticed the lack of battle tactics in the in the episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there was one episode where they had more battle tactics, other than the landslide one. But mm. you know, wasn't not nearly as much as like a Gundam Eighth MS team or anything like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I have to agree with your assessment. I would say. Uh, I would say a 7 out of 10 because I do like cool robot fights. I'm mm-hmm. pretty into that. Although I do maintain my opinion that the uh, mecha anime genre peaked with uh, Gundam 0080 and it's all been downhill from there. Brief blip of, of goodness with uh, Gurren Lagann, but oh, right. um, yep. that's more like a super robo fight and not like a realistic right. mech fight. Right. Um, I also noticed uh, that since the technology in, in this timeline, which... Mm-hmm. Is I mm-hmm. think at the same exact year mm-hmm. is when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the technology there is far more advanced than it is today. So they're like kind of low key shitting on America, right? Like oh yeah, saying like oh yeah, if you guys hadn't have existed, everything would be better. <laughs> Even if it was a like racist hellscape, <laughs> yeah. That the British. Put oh on yeah, us. good yeah. thing we avoided a racist hellscape. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> By having America. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, even though you haven't watched it. I, uh, I mean, I'm interested to watch it now just to see. Um, I, I like the concept, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I and like, like history. I can, like, sit through the, like, the fucking dumb bits. Because, like, oh, you know, we've all seen anime. And yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, like... Uh, the, the fan service is like, oh, Jesus Christ. But then you're like, okay, yeah. in, in, like, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, it'll be over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Maybe five minutes, maybe ten. Maybe ten, <laughs> right, right. Maybe the whole episode, who knows. Yeah. But you get um, through it. Yeah. And, uh, damn, I had one other thing I was going to say. Oh, yeah, like, um, one thing I was thinking about the other day is, like, uh, when someone who doesn't watch anime mm-hmm. is, like, looking at, like, looking at whatever you're watching, mm-hmm. they always make jokes about it, but it's, like, the jokes that you thought of in like 1998 when you started watching anime, right? right? It's right. like, oh wow, this this theme song sounds so funny. It's like, <laughs> wow, the music is so weird. It's like, right. yes, I've watched like a hundred anime and they all have the same theme song. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're not making an original observation. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, so I guess that's all we have. Yeah. I'm... So just covering two monarchies today. Yep. You know, Cargill yep. and. Britannia. Right. If you enjoyed that, listen to our other episodes. Mm-hmm. Our website is uh, neighborsciencepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We are on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other podcast apps. Yep. Oh, I haven't told anyone in a long time uh, to try and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Go for that. Although, I also haven't checked in a while. So, I think last time there was like two or three. Uh, so, not bad for a small organization like us. Um. Our Twitter account is at NeighborSciPod. Mm-hmm. Um, all our other accounts are Neighbor Science. We have a Patreon. Um, I really need to put up the bonus audio on there. I haven't done it oh. in <laughs> probably like a month and a half. Yeah. Um, but I don't have that much. All of, all of our background chatter. and Yeah, we haven't had many outtakes that are like worth. Yeah, I noticed. I don't want to just that. put like, yeah. oh, yeah, here's us like being stupid and like saying right. the wrong thing. Right. 
like we never yeah like we're, we're always pretty pressed for time so it's not like we're like you know getting high right before the episode yeah. and like hanging out it's like oh are you gonna be here at such and such a time like yeah. so we can record and then like i gotta go to bed after that and you gotta drive home and yeah yeah i also just know that i can't do that and like talk yeah same i can't i can't focus and also i i don't i don't do drugs at all if any yeah i actually government agents or employers are listening i don't do drugs so yeah um don't even ask uh i also haven't really i've really been doing the games or the uh twitch stream Mm. i haven't really had much time for that yeah i'm trying to separate uh online from the rest of my life a little bit mm-hmm. so like i yeah. uh, you know i limit online to like a certain period i only go on on my phone really yep and then uh yeah like i keep i try to keep the rest of like all the other like entertainment shit on my computer yeah like my desktop computer which is like in the basement so like i'm not hanging out in the basement all night when i'm done with work after right, i've been exactly. sitting there all fucking day yeah yeah for nine hours yeah in the like it's like 45 degrees down there so like extra incentive not to be down there so i just haven't like wanted to do a stream yeah yeah been watching uh real housewives of new jersey my girlfriend (laughs) uh they had a great reunion show last night it was it was so fucking good (laughs) so good uh uh was like accusing uh this other woman like one of the other Mm -hmm. women that's on there i don't know all the names yet Right, right right um Teresa's like one of the original cast members. Oh, okay. And uh, she was doing some like event like uh, ten years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. the the other woman that's on the show now was like there. Mm-hmm. And so Teresa was like, "You were stalking me because you showed up at my event." She's like, "That was ten years ago. <laughs> oh my God. And now I'm on the show. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't be stalking you, right?" And uh, yeah, and that's she also hilarious. claimed uh, that she did in fact write her book that that she had ghost written. <laughs> And uh, even though the rest of everything that she said when she was speaking that time, like, was completely incoherent. It's like, yeah, you definitely wrote a book <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 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 Regular Hunter S. Thompson over here. <laughs> um, oh, and my favorite part was uh, the host guy was like, uh, yeah, so uh, you said that uh, her lips uh, looked like a monkey's ass. And Margaret was like, uh, yeah, no, no, a monkey's asshole. Monkey's asshole. Because, <laughs> you know, monkeys, when they bend over, their assholes all puffy, and that's what it looked like. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so, yeah, basically the point of that is uh, <laughs> I haven't been Twitch streaming. <laughs> but my Twitch channel is uh, twitch.tv slash Luffy. Um uh chris's book dream of the white stag yep. check that out yep um and i think that's all the plugs we have yep i'm at handle of rye chris is at solidarity underscore goth yep um yeah so so uh tune in next time for whatever we're talking about <laughs> bye bye <laughs>